Well, howdy, folks. Hillbilly Scribs here, and you are listening to a very special edition of the Hootenholler, a behind the microphone edition, exclusively here on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. Well, hello, friends. Uh, this is Jeff Saunders, and if you are hearing this recording, bright and early on a Monday morning, well, that means that I worked this past weekend and I wasn't able to record an episode. So this is a pre-recorded episode. Uh, this is the first in what I'm hoping to do is a series of, uh, of episodes that uh, I'm calling Behind the Microphone. Uh, I thought it might be fun just to kind of uh, dig in and and explain like where some of these crazy characters come from uh, that I've hatched up for the show. And as we go through this, uh, some some of you out there will, will know the origin of some of these characters, but you know, uh, I thought it might be fun to, to share with the whole class, as they say. So uh, you guys get comfortable, uh, and as Hillbilly would say, uh, strap yourselves in, uh, we're going to get this party started. So it's probably easiest, I guess, to start with the man himself, uh, Hillbilly Scribs. Now, uh, a lot of, as I mentioned a while ago, a lot of you may already know the origin story of Hillbilly Scribs, but I'm going to recap it here for those of you that have never heard it. Um, I used to be very, 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 very invested in this online movie trivia league. Um this thing, for those of you that don't know about it, this thing, uh, what they did was, uh, it was a online movie trivia show, but they used several tropes from professional wrestling in the thing. Uh, the competitors would do trivia, and the trivia part was all legit, it still is all legit, um, but uh, the competitors would play as characters, and the characters were over-the-top, larger-than-life characters uh, like you see in pro wrestling. You know, they had managers, uh, there were factions, uh, there was a, a storyline, uh, all of these things. Uh, they did uh, pre-match interviews, post-match interviews, promos, all kinds of stuff uh, that you would see in professional wrestling. And uh, I really fell in love with that show. Uh and I was fortunate enough to go to a live taping uh, back back before COVID and, and all that and all this stuff that we're dealing with right now. Uh, they actually took this movie trivia show on the road, and I was able to go catch a show in Houston, Texas, uh, in May of 2019, a little over a year ago. And while I was down there, uh, I was sitting next to a, a feller and. Uh, got to talking to him, and, and uh, he uh, kind of introduced me to what we call the fan leagues. Now, the fan leagues were sort of like, you know, people that really loved the trivia show that wanted to do it themselves. So these fan leagues popped up uh, online on YouTube and stuff, and uh, sort of like a homemade version of the show that we all, all uh, had fallen in love with. And uh, through the fan leagues, I got to compete as a larger-than-life character. 
um, you know, when, when I was talking to this feller, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, wouldn't it be a hoot to, uh, to be a luchador type character? Because I've always thought the masked wrestlers were really cool. And there really, there really wasn't a masked wrestler, I'm sorry, there really wasn't a masked wrestler type character, uh, on the, on the trivia show. So, uh, that was my first impulse. Now, when I got home and started actually, actually, you know, looking at the logistics of this, I realized I don't have a luchador mask. So I looked through my closet, saw what I had, and created a character based on that. And this is where Hillbilly comes from. Um, I, uh, my, my, my family's roots are uh, from uh, rural uh, Arkansas. Um, and this is not a knock on Arkansas at all. Uh, but uh, there is that sort of uh, uh, backwoods country folk uh, uh, element in my DNA. So uh, I was able to, to pull from that and just sort of kind of take it to the extreme. And that's where Hillbilly Scribs came from. Now, uh, my, my moniker or handle or whatever you want to call it uh, for several years now online has been Scribbler. Uh, so that's where the Scribs part came from. And, uh, you know, like I said, I just sort of took the essence of what's inside of me and just pushed it to the extreme limit. Uh, I'm, I'm really into conspiracy theories. Uh, I, I believe in Bigfoot. I believe in uh, the aliens and the UFOs and the things that go bump in the night. So it was fun to really kind of, uh, uh, really kind of uh, blow that up as part of the hillbilly character, and uh, and got to do a lot of fun stuff in the fan leagues with that character. And it's really uh, the character's really evolved a lot uh, since then uh, and become you know what what he is now. So that's, that's pretty much uh, where the hillbilly comes from. Now, the next character uh, I guess I should talk about a little bit. Uh, I alluded to him a moment ago, but that is uh, mine and hillbilly's quote-unquote uh, roommate. And yeah, I'm talking about El Scriblo. So El Scriblo was basically when I finally got the chance to do the luchador character that I wanted to do. Uh, Hillbilly, Scribs, he's a good guy. Uh, he's what they call in, in wrestling a, a face or a baby face. So I wanted to do something a little bit different uh, and, and do a different character. Uh, a lot of my inspiration came from Mick Foley, who did the faces of Foley. Um, and some of my inspiration came from Sting, uh, who in the mid to late 90s, uh, went from being this over-the-top, uh, uh, really uh, colorful and loud character to being this very quiet, reserved, crow-like character uh, in the WCW. So I was like, well, I, maybe I'll do that with Hillbilly, have him go away and come back as this enigmatic character. And that sort of evolved into just doing a whole other character. And like I said, with, uh, with Mick Foley, uh, he's known for doing multiple characters. Uh, so that's where 
that's where the, the what that's kind of what the idea eventually evolved into. So El Scriblo, like I said, he's my luchador character. Uh, since this was for a movie trivia show, I thought, well, why not, why not get a movie trivia prop? So I got on Amazon and, and ordered a Nacho Libre mask, and uh, and that's pretty much where El Scriblo comes from. Now, when I first rolled him out, he was a heel, which is short for shit heel. Uh, those are the bad guys. But, you know, like with anything I do, I really don't take it too seriously. So he ended up becoming a very comical heel. And uh, and now he's kind of sort of morphed into a character that you kind of, uh, I don't know. I think some people love him. Some people are kind of indifferent about him. Uh, he cracks me up. So that's why I keep him around. And you know what? He's been helping to educate the kids during all this COVID. So uh, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> now the third and, and final character that I'm going to talk about in this episode is a character that I created for this show. Um, living in Texas, uh, and this started back when I lived up in Northeast Texas, uh, there was a lawyer that would do ads on TV and he called himself the Texas Hammer. Now, when I moved down to Central Texas, where I live now, I got introduced to a, another lawyer who also went by the same moniker. And um, you know what? Probably easier than trying to describe him to you will be just playing a clip from one of his ads. Hold on. Let's, let's give this a listen. Terribly hurt, I'm Jim Adler, the Texas Hammer. When greedy insurance companies cheat car wreck victims, I get angrier than a junkyard dog. It's time to bark. I'll get their attention. My client rolled over and broke her jaw and collarbone. I hammered and put $626,000 in her pocket. I growl and bark. I fight for the money and benefits the law says is yours. Don't get hurt again. Call Jim Adler now. <laughs> that guy, you know, those commercials crack me up every time and and that's not even the funniest of this joker's commercials but you know I, uh, I for some reason I was at work one night and I had that guy on my mind maybe I had seen a commercial in the break room at work or something I don't know but uh, then something triggered in my head and I was like Thor could be the Asgardian hammer the uh, the ambulance chasing lawyer for the MCU and uh, and it just sort of grew from there, and and a lot of the a lot of the the little bits I've done uh, over the last couple of months, they have written themselves. You know, it's it's really been fun, like going through the 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 Marvel movies, and uh, and finding uh, characters and instances that require a uh, an attorney, <laughs> right, uh, to get the victims the uh, the money and the justice that they deserve. <laughs> and uh, and you know Thor uh, Thor Odinson has really become one of my favorite characters. You know I, I put him right up there with uh, with uh, Hillbilly and Screeblo. Um, but you know a lot of the other characters uh, have a, a a place in my heart as well. And we're gonna actually go over their origin stories in uh, the next one of these episodes. Now. I don't know if the next episode of Behind the Microphone will come out next week, or maybe I'll hold on to it until there is another uh, week where I have to work and 
am not able to uh, record a new show. But I hope you all have enjoyed this. Uh, I always, always like uh, talking about these characters, and normally on the show I'm doing the characters, so I can't really talk about them that much. Uh, so hopefully you found this interesting and entertaining, um, and hopefully you will be back next week uh, when we should maybe have a normal show. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you know, you can catch this show, The Hoot and Holler, every single Monday morning here on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. Um, on Tuesdays, uh, we have our main show, the flagship show, Are We Wearing Pants, where uh, Thomas and John and Corey and Mark and myself get together and, uh, you know, talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, and sometimes uh, we've, we've started playing Cards Against Humanity on there, and that is, uh, that's pretty funny, too. And then uh, on every other Wednesday, you can catch uh, Mark Kameyer doing his show, The Rantings of a Maniac. And on Thursdays, uh, you can catch Corey Morissette with the, po- the, I'm sorry, with the Power of Positive Geeking. Uh, all solid shows. Check them all out. And then we've uh, reserved Fridays for uh, some some fun stuff. Not that the other stuff isn't fun, but on Fridays we're we're now releasing FTM commentaries, where uh, all the guys, the whole pants panel, gets together and we watch a movie together and record uh, audio commentary track to go with it. So uh, that's that's man, that is a lot of fun. So uh, a lot of fun stuff going on here. Um, so check it all out. And uh, until next time, you know, as as my uh, quote-unquote roommate Hillbilly would say, uh, you guys have a glorious week. Shira and I want to talk to you about something that's very personal, your body. Remember, it's your body and no one should touch you in a way that you feel is wrong. I'll get anybody who tries it. It's not that easy, Orko. It's hard for a young person to admit that he or she has been touched in a bad way. If you've been touched that way, don't be ashamed. Tell someone you trust, like your parents, your doctor, your teacher, or counselor, or your minister or rabbi. Right, Orko? Right on! Pooh Bear here. Are you tired of getting your movie reviews from doubtful piglets and negative eels and loud tiggers and those smart ass owls? Well, if so, tune in to the Feeding the Monster podcast feed on Thursdays to listen to Corey Morissette and the power of positive geeky. <laughs>